Welcome to the Star Wars Skinny, uh, the podcast where we give you the skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. I'll tell you all about how I got skinny and all that just in a second. Uh, this episode, I have a guest, Ty Nisley of the Ty Nisley Podcast, and we're going to be talking about Coruscant, and I'm posting it now because uh, the next episode of Andor, episode four, um, I have a pretty good feeling we're going to Coruscant. Um, I think we've heard this is the Mon Mothma uh, premiere episode of the show, so um excited to, to see Coruscant in live action again, and uh, uh, I know Ty is too, so uh, here's the skinny. Rebel Roundup, right here in your feed. Rebel Roundup, come on and get that skinny. There's Cassian, the star of Andor. Bail, he's Leia's dad. Mon's the future chancellor. And Borsk only cares about himself, of course it's time for Rebel Roundup. Saw's the very best, he's the rootinest tootinest terrorist in the wild, wild space. Rebel Roundup, come on and gather round. Rebel Roundup, where Leo wears the crown. Oh, stormtroopers go running. Whenever Jedi are around, they're the rootinest tootinest shootinest hootinest rebels around. Rebel Roundup. I'm building a desk. <laughs> I had to carry it downstairs, and I couldn't lift the boxes by myself, so I, I I like ripped open the boxes. My upstairs is just a mess of styrofoam, and I carried down these pieces, and it was a lot of pieces. So I'm calling that a workout. Walking up the stairs with boards. I'm I'm joined by Ty of the Ty Nisley podcast. Um, What's up, buddy? Introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been on. You've been on here before. Yeah, returning I, guest of the show, couple times I think. Yeah, have I had once or twice? I think it's only been once. Have I had a repeat guest yet? Um, there should be. I mean, other than like my brother and sister who do episodes with me, I don't. I don't think I have. I think oh. you're the first repeat Star Wars skinny guest. You know what? I'm thinking uh, you've been on mine before too. A couple. I've been times. on yours five times. Five times. Wow. And you know how I know that exact number. How? That's how many skinny star of the days you've won. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you want a skinny star of the day, just invite me on your podcast. Guaranteed star. <laughs> a little cheat sheet there for you. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so Ty, you've been here before. People might know you, but like you've got a podcast. You talk about some stuff. I do. Oh, it's crazy what I talk about. Uh, what are the crazy things you talk about? Oh, uh, we typically cover movies and TV, uh, or TV and film, depends on how you look at it. It's um, crazy. Yeah. Fridays, we go over Star Wars and DC. Uh, DC is more temporary than anything, just because we started a series, and now we're like, well, we should just keep going. Um, so that's going to come to an end, also, because we have a buttload of Star Wars content coming out in the next few Woo! Uh, and then transitioning into the new year as well with Mando season three. You see that teaser trailer from D twenty. That was awesome. Oh my! Yeah, God. I remember the the D twenty. The, the they showed it at celebration. And it was so grainy because I just watched somebody's recording of it on Twitter or something. And to actually see Babu Frick in all his glory on my screen, wow! <laughs> what a beauty! Yes. yes. Oh man, I fanboyed so hard. It's oh. funny. 
so cool. He's just flying the N one fighter around like oh, it's, it's gonna be a fun season. Oh yeah, but uh, we do that on Fridays, and then Mondays are Marvel, just because it the alliteration there. Marvel Mondays. Marvel Mondays. Yep. So go t- go check us out. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'll plug myself. I guess. And uh, yeah. Right. That's what I was getting at. I wanted, I wanted to make sure you plugged yourself in case I, I forget at the end. Yeah. But no, I'll, I'll try to remember at the end to get the, the double plug. But let's let's get some meat in this episode. Let's get something between the plugs. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give the skinny on all things Star Wars, like I say. But today, this is like a big skinny. This is like the densest skinny you're ever going to get. It's It's just like if there was a planet and there was a city on that planet, but like it was also like the whole planet and just like stacked on top of each other, like... 5,000 times over. Uh, we're talking about the, the planet of Coruscant. Yeah. It, it's... It, how many people do you think live on Coruscant? I have the number here. I'm about to give the skinny. I've oh, got some fun geez. facts. Just putting you on the spot. You know, I have my little skinny, I guess, in front mm. of me. And uh, I could cheat and look it up. But I'm not going to. I'm going to be honest. I'll, I mean... We, we can, like, reason reason to get, get at it. Like, Earth has 8 billion people on it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what would Coruscant be? And that's 70% still covered with water. This is 100 Yeah, this is, like, water. they had oceans at one point, and they just drained them so that they could put more people in it. I'm going to say, uh, uh, ooh, the, mm, I'm going to say 100 billion people. That it would be an understatement. It is... Like registered citizens, one trillion people. Holy crap! Some estimates take it up to three trillion, like of like visitors and undocumented people, like Uh, three trillion people. That is insane. That's like a thousand over. That'd be like five hundred times Earth's population. Yeah, that's what they say. So, are you ready for the skinny? I've got the skinny, and then I've got like four little like. Not little. Like, I could go through the entire history of Coruscant if we want. I don't know if we want to. But I've got, like, four other sure. topics we can get at. So I'm going I'm to just start with the skinny. Um, and the, it can really be summed up by the, the quote from The Phantom Menace. Rick O'Lear, the pilot that's introducing all of us in theaters, all the characters in that ship, to the planet of Coruscant. He says, the entire planet is one big city. It, it was love at first like, for me. I don't know about you. But that, 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 the planet is beautiful. I do have at least the upper levels. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, once, the, once, you get that, once you get into the slums, it gets a little dicey. Oh, man. I In my research, I found there's like 5,000 levels. So, like, and, and it sounds like the bottom four levels, there's like no people. It's just like overrun with like giant like rats and stuff. And like no one even lives down there. Like, like man. And it, yeah, it's it, like the. The, the richer people, they live up top, and there's, like, total, like, wealth gap. It's, like, if you're living on, like, floor 20 and someone's living on floor 5,000, like, that's, that's, it, it's really painting a picture of the wealth gap in the Star Wars universe. Holy crap. Yeah. So, the, the planet Coruscant, I guess it has core in the name. It's kind of, like, the core of the galaxy during the reign of, like, all of the political regimes. The Republic, the Empire. It's, like, the it's not the center of the galaxy, but it's like it, that's where all the trade routes pass. So like it's basically the center. Like I think technically, the centermost planet that we have for the galaxy is Tython from the Mandalorian because that was like in the deep core of the galaxy or something. But like Coruscant is 
effectively the core of, of the galaxy. And they use like a coordinate system for all the planets and coruscants is zero, zero, zero. Interesting. So it could be kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, could be kind of viewed as like the capital of the, the known galaxy, I guess, or the, the Republic slash empire. Yeah, it was the capital of the Republic. It was the capital of the empire. Uh, depending on who you ask, it was the capital of the New Republic. I think it was in Legends, and then it isn't now in in canon. But at one point, maybe it maybe it was. But yeah, like for thousands of years, however long the Republic's been around, which I think I have in my history segment. But like, there it's been around a while. So like, Coruscant's been like the place to go forever. Interesting. It was also the rumored original homeworld of humans. So like. We don't know where humans come from in the Star Wars galaxy. There's like Han Solo's planet, which is mostly humans, Corellia. Yeah. People like it's it's rumored that this is where humans came from. It kind of looked like Earth at one point, it sounds like. Like there were mountains, there's like the similar atmosphere, the size is like identical to Earth. At one point there were oceans, polar ice caps, but like <laughs> this far in the future it's just city on stacked on top of city. And maybe it's supposed to be like some sort of statement on on our world and like that's where we'll be if if we don't kill ourselves with global warming or whatever i feel like we would kill ourselves much faster than getting to the point of that many people stacked on top of each other probably (laughs) but that that's that's one timeline where we maybe get our stuff together and have some like really cool scientific advancements we could be coruscant one day we i don't think we'd be alive live to see it though I would, I don't think, no, I don't think we'll be alive unless they cryogenically freeze everyone. Mm. Uh, live to see it. But I hope that my great, 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 great times like a million uh, grandkids are able to see it because, man, when they find out that they predicted this stuff essentially with the movies and the books and the novels and the comics and everything, woo, man, I'd love to be a Jedi. And whatever they have in the future of just like movies that you could just like walk around in or something like the future of like entertainment. That that's why I want to cry cryogenically freeze myself. I want to like live a Star Wars movie. That'd be insane. Absolutely. All right. So I already gave away this fun fact: the three trillion people. Um, yeah. It was the center of politics, education, finance, arts, culture, and technology for the for the Republic. And and that's that's the skinny. We could end the episode here if we didn't want to get into the fun history, which I already teased teased for you a little bit. Uh, it does involve dragons. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about dragons. <laughs> All right, so I could start with the history. Uh, what other segments do I have? I've got like locations, got fun facts, I've got behind the scenes. Where, where do you want to start? History. Yeah, I'm a history guy. Let's do history. History for four hundred. Yeah, maybe not. All right, well, this starts two hundred thousand years before, like uh, the, the the timing system in Star Wars is like zero is original Battle of Yavin episode four Star Wars. Two hundred thousand years before that, we had two races living on this planet: the the Tongs and the Zell. Uh, they were native to Coruscant, which was then known as Notron. Have I gone too far back? No, uh, actually, Zell sounds really familiar to me. Why is that so? I think this was in the Legends entry, because I don't think canon goes this far back. But I know, like, in Jedi Fallen Order, you're, like, exploring all these, like, ancient peoples. Like, I'm 
I'd like to think it's all related to that. Like Cal Kestis, when he's digging through like all these like, ancient ruins, he's finding out about the people that used to live on Coruscant. I don't think that's what this is. I think this is a legends thing, but like the Zell, I don't think they're that important. I could, I could click on the Wikipedia page and it's probably like super long in some book series that I never read. But uh, I don't think we, we need to know too much about them other than that, like they kind of dominated Coruscant for like a hundred thousand years. And then it wasn't until like, a hundred thousand years before Star Wars, where humans started coming about. So I don't know if like we descended, we isn't humans with within Star Wars. Did we descend from the Twangs and the Zell? Maybe, but at at this point, once humans are starting to be around, the, the Twangs get exiled and the Zell just like disappear. So humans kind of like take over. Classic human behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we we urbanize the planet and probably turn it into maybe not the full Coruscant that we see like today or like in all the movies and stuff, but like probably started down. Uh, and then thirty thousand years before, <laughs> I went way too far back for this to be relevant at all. The Rakata, this was a big race in Legends, and they were like the first empire or something. Like they enslaved all these planets. They enslaved the humans of Coruscant and like absorbed the planet and its people into its empire so we were under the rule of the ricotta for a while um and then after like three thousand years we, we got out of that became spacefaring we started settling on other planets or that that's the rumor at least like that if life originated on course on human life then then we kind of spread out after that yeah dude you could so, easily get lost in a rabbit hole on wikipedia yeah i had to like Every time I found something like this, I would click once and I would look at it and I'd take it in, but I'm not clicking a second link because, yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be gone. I did click a couple links to get to the dragons. Yeah, and we're almost there. We're we're only 15,000 years away from the dragons. <laughs> so close. <laughs> All right. So after the humans become spacefaring, after like 2,000 years, that's when the Republic uh, forms. So like, yeah, that that's what our future looks like. Once we start heading out to other planets... Uh, investigating things. Once we find other people, we're going to start a republic. That's just what you do, right? You start a you start a big, big governing body. Classic human behavior, um, yeah. and we'll we'll absorb all these people, <laughs> yeah. colonize all these planets. That that's what we'll do. That's how it goes. Yep. Um, that sounds yeah. like. The- and that was really pushed forward by the invention of the hyperdrive. At least in Legends, that's when the hyperdrive got created. Different in canon. I think it's a lot more recent thing. Um, on the canon side but so like we're we're running around the galaxy now we we live on coruscant we live other places um eventually the university of coruscant was established and you say why are you bringing this up this doesn't seem that important um this is the dragon story it was a a joint venture from the human chancellor and the duinawagawans and i for some reason i clicked that because i'm like that sounds really cool Maybe in my head that like sounds like a dragon. I don't know. Like maybe I've played too much Skyrim or watched too much Game of Thrones, but maybe that just sounds like a dragon name. But I clicked it and it, it did not disappoint. <laughs> they were space dragons. Like they could travel through hyperspace themselves. No way. Yeah. Like it they're like these I think they were giant. I don't know how this giant dragon formed a, a university with a human, but like I think it was like a piece a peace treaty because eventually the, the dragons we we like instigated something and then the dragons attacked Coruscant which like 
I want that Star Wars movie of just space dragons invading Coruscant. That would be sick. Um, but apparently, as a result of the peace treaty with the, with the dragon people, um, that's how the University of Coruscant was was established. Mm. So I I did not actually do too much research on the dragons because I know that I would fall down that rabbit hole. Um, if there's more, um, we're we're definitely doing another skinny down the line because that sounds really cool, and I hope they come into canon one day because oh, yeah. that is uh, that is. Uh, space dragons that can travel through hyperspace. All right. So then there was some like uh, space pope. There was the space dragons, and then there was a space pope. Um, it, it was a lot of like human humans first kind of thing. Uh, they like assassinated a, a, ch- a chancellor that was an alien. Um, probably a very dark time for the Republic. Um, there were like crusades. Another legend story. Um, Let's get a little bit closer to the future. Let's get to, to people and uh, uh, organizations that we know. Okay, so about three three to 4,000 years before everything, um, it was a battleground for the war between the Jedi and the Sith. We, we know them. Yeah, that's Old Republic, right? Yeah, this is probably tied in with the, the Old Republic, like the Dark Bane books and the, the video games and all that. Um, so, like, Coruscant was, like, controlled by the Sith one year, and then the Jedi the next, and the Sith built a shrine on Coruscant when, when they had it, and then the Jedi won it back, and then built the Jedi Temple over it, and I don't know exactly how it goes. I think all that lore is kind of not really set in stone, I feel like. It's just, it's like, that's what legends are meant to be, right? Like, you don't know how it actually happened, but um, yeah. I think we're starting to get some of that in canon, too, like, where they're just, like, hinting at it in these High Republic books, or in the, I think the Tarkin book is where the, the shrine was mentioned, but like it's, they're kind of like planting these seeds. Maybe they'll go and tell an old Republic story. Yeah, just the Sith and the Jedi fighting for years kind of builds, all builds towards the revenge of the Sith, which I don't know, makes it cool. Makes it cool. Yeah, and I like how, uh, wasn't it Bane that came up with the rule of two? Yeah, you're you're getting to to my next point here. In a thousand BBY, the Sith implemented the Rule of Two. So that was Darth Bane, and that's when they like, Je- the Jedi had Coruscant, but the Sith were able to live there because like there was just two of them. Like they had this whole thing where like there were too many Sith. They wanted to make sure that they could. They had this plan, the Revenge of the Sith, and they wanted just to get stronger with every generation. So like you would keep overthrowing your master, and if you couldn't overthrow your master, good, you weren't strong enough. The strongest Sith needs to be the one to move on and enact this final revenge. So that's how, like, I don't think Bane lived on Coruscant, but like the descendants of Bane, like, were able to just kind of hide in the shadows. At least Plagueis to just like be on Coruscant and affect galactic politics just right under the Jedi's nose. Yep. And then, th- then it all gets pretty straightforward. We- we've seen these movies. Um, <laughs> the-, the Sith, the Sith are plotting leads to the Clone Wars. Uh, eventually, you get the giant battle of Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith, where Grievous is invading Coruscant. Uh, I'm jumping over a lot of like appearances of, of uh, Coruscant, obviously, in books and stuff. But um, as far as like big galactic events, um, it changes hands a bunch more times. Uh, I guess not immediately. Uh, Grievous doesn't <laughs> take the entire planet, but he does take Palpatine, takes him up to space, and that's what starts the Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, which we see that at the more towards the end of season six, I believe, of Clone Wars. Yeah, I think by the end of Clone Wars, it's like right up, right up with 
uh, the Revenge of the Sith, and you can kind of watch them. I think they like someone timed out one of the season seven episodes to be like Obi Wan says, like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to fight Grievous," and like they like the the episode is like perfectly timed with the movie, where something else later in the episode happens exactly when you'd expect it, based on Anakin's no good, very bad day in, in <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, clearly, the the Empire takes over. Um, they the Jedi attempt to arrest Sidious, um, and but no, they don't do that, <laughs> and things go very poorly for them. The Empire immediately begins like reshaping the planets. It gets kind of hu- human centric again, where they're relocating aliens. It's getting like seventy percent human at this point. Um, you, like all the Imperials in the movies and the original movies, like they're all just old white British dudes. Uh, it's been a little bit different, uh, just uh, just recent movies and stuff. But like, I think. Maybe that wasn't the intention at the time to just say, okay, here's a bunch of old white people. But like, I, I feel like Star Wars has kind of run with that and said like, yeah, the empire was racist. Like the empire kicked out all these alien races. Um, like Thrawn was like able to operate in the empire. But like, if you read the Thrawn books, like he's kind of persecuted every step of the way. Like he, he's only rising to that level because he's like the greatest military mind of all time. Like he's, he's really getting kicked down by the people above him. So Empire uh, kind of forges a uh, coruscant into what they want it to be. And it's like a police state. There's surveillance everywhere. It does not seem like a fun place to live. It's probably even worse than those lower levels. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not too familiar with Thrawn. Uh, Cause I haven't read any of the books or anything, but I am still extremely excited to see him potentially show up in Ahsoka. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for that too. Like I haven't read all of the Thrawn books, but like he's just, he's an interesting character and I, they're probably going to do something different in the TV shows. Cause like, I think like they had him as like the, the villain of a rebels season um, in, in the star Wars rebels show. They've had him as kind of like a protagonist in the books. Like you kind of root for him in the books, but I feel like if he's going to be the villain of Ahsoka, they're, it, it, there's going to be a lot of people that are probably mad and saying like, Oh no, he's this good boy that I just read a bunch of books about. And you can definitely see his flaws and stuff. But like for a show like Ahsoka, I feel like you're going to have to make him a little bit more villainous. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah. So, uh, so this is about where we're at with Coruscant. A lot of more stuff happens. I'm not as, as interested in, in the future of things, um, but kind of where we're living now Andor's coming out soon. Coruscant's appearing in the trailers. See like those, cool elevators like going down all those levels i'm pretty sure that's coruscant if it's not it's cool either way but like we're gonna get a lot of coruscant in in andor which is exciting because we haven't seen it since do we see it in like rise of skywalker at the end when everybody's celebrating maybe oh yeah we haven't like lived there since the prequels like yeah i i was confused about too because they say that um oh what was it even during uh like BBY anything. So like you still have Obi-Wan uh, show that came out this last summer. You've got mm-hmm. Andor coming out. That's got a bunch of Coruscant shots. Like if Coruscant is still like the center of where the Senate is or where all of the politics reside or anything, even though it's an empire, I'm surprised we aren't seeing a lot of it. Yeah. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of it. Like I think the Bad Batch trailer for season two showed like Omega crawling around in the, in the like 
Senate chamber where Palpatine has all those pods that he was throwing at Yoda. So, like, I feel like we're going to see Coruscant in a couple things. So, like, it's destined that we're talking about this. Um, because we're, we're such good podcasters that this idea came came to us. I think you even brought it up. You just messaged me out of the blue and said, like, hey, whatever happened to Coruscant? <laughs> and yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I remember I was just randomly, oh, hey, uh, I feel like we don't know enough about Coruscant and what's going on right now. We need to figure this out. I think you should do a skinny on it. And now, all of a sudden, I'm part of that. So Whoa. I appreciate it. You you are the skinny. Oh wait, no, I'm I'm still the skinny. <laughs> You're tired. <Yeah. laughs> All right. So uh, so yeah, you asked what happened after the battle, and I've got a little bit about that. I think some of that ties into what you prepared. Um, so I'll I'll get going, but then once I say the magic the magic word, um, get ready to to give your skinny. Um, so after yeah. the destruction of of Alderaan, like this, right after. Uh, or during episode four, I guess, all the Iranian uh, citizens, they revolted on Coruscant and then they were like rounded up and disappeared, which I think that was a, a comic, the Princess Leia comic. I haven't, I haven't read that, but like, that sounds uh, terrible. Uh, and then later on the Battle of Endor, the Empire is pretty much dead. Um, and there's remnants, obviously, that we see in the Mandalorian and stuff. But like the Palpatine's, Palpatine's gone for the moment. Vader's gone. Um, Coruscant citizens revolt and they tear down the big Palpatine statue at the end of Return of the Jedi. They revolt against the Imperial capital um, and kind of like start a civil war on the planet, try to out the the people that are residing on Coruscant, including Masa Meda. Mm-hmm. Would you like to give us the skinny on Masa Meda? Sure! Was that uh... a great transition or what? <laughs> Well, for those of you that know who Masameda is, and if we're pronouncing his name wrong, please just let us know. Um, but he's essentially uh, Tommy Two Horns, as you like mm-hmm. to call him. Uh, he's the blue guy that was always by Palpatine's side. And little did I actually know until I started doing some research, this guy's actually been around for quite some time prior to even Phantom Menace. Ooh. Um, he... Let me see. I'm kind of rereading this, but he served as vice chair of the Galactic Senate from the Chancellery of Finis Valorum, which was um, the chancellor prior to uh, Palpatine, and then also Palpatine himself. He became the Grand Vizier or Vizier of the Empire after Palpatine declared himself Emperor. <clears throat> Hello there. Uh, coming from the future, we had a 20, 25 minute conversation about Masameda. Um, and uh, this is going to be a long episode. So we just cut that right out, and uh, I've already released it on the feed. So I think it's two episodes back, just a skinny all about Masameda. I encourage you to go find it. Um, but we're going to continue right on with Coruscant. Got to give that skinny on the planet with how many levels did I say? All right, so rounding out the history, yeah, Masameda, he technically had control of the planet, and then did a surrender and took over. Um, Coruscant was not the capital. Back to Coruscant, by the way. Where the Coruscant was not the capital under the New Republic. They kind of like had like a rotating capital kind of thing. Like we saw the capital get blown up in uh, Force Awakens. Starkiller blows up like Hosnian Prime or something. That was the capital at that point in time. In some okay. of these books, it was 
Mon Mothma's planet, Chandrilla, that was the capital. So they kind of like pass it around so that no planet gets too power hungry, maybe. Or no senator gets too power hungry. Um, in Legends, though, it was always Coruscant. And it was the site of many battles. The Thrawn trilogy, Thrawn's attacking Coruscant, chucking asteroids at them. Um, there was a Palpatine clone that briefly took over the planet. <laughs> This is Legends. Uh, there was oh, the... wait. That, I don't think that's Legends anymore. Well, he never... It's true. Like, he, he didn't take over Coruscant in, in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. But, like, The Rise of Skywalker did pull from pull from established lore in Legends. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they brought back Palpatine. I'm like, that... I, I don't like that movie for other reasons. But, like, oh. I was there when they said Palpatine's back. I'm like, well, let's go. <laughs> I love Palpatine. He was just hamming it up. You, you and I could g- probably go all day on why we don't like that movie. Oh, man, I, I don't like to, like, stew in the negativity of stuff, but, like, it's my least favorite. I'd, I'd still rather watch it than, like, things that aren't Star Wars, probably. But, like, yeah, well, yeah. I've, got a lot, I've got some issues. Let's just say I'd rather watch that one than uh, Last Jedi. See, now Last Jedi is one of my favorites. <laughs> All right, that's, that's the whole conversation. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that up. That'll be your next uh, next uh, episode on the Star Wars game. We'll just debate the, the sequel movies. <laughs> well, no, okay. that's actually no, fine. no, it's not. <laughs> well, that's fine because I actually got a. Uh, I have a podcast out there that unfortunately has no listens, but it it goes over my Star Wars, uh, or it goes over the Star Wars trilogies, like all three. <laughs> and I go, uh, I talk with Zach from JMA Studios podcast and um we go over all of them so if you are interested in why i don't like uh yeah ask the jedi go check that podcast out and i'll tell you exactly why yeah we don't have to rehash it here let's just send people to that specific podcast episode because that specific podcast episode could use some listens right yep <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll retweet it when i post this episode and say we, here it is get and- that get the, get that skinny I'm actually uh, posting a post on Instagram as we speak, and it's essentially saying that this these podcasts don't have any listens, and Star Wars Trilogy is one of them. So as we're talking, I am currently posting this. Mm. How, how's my Morbius one doing? Is that one still a stinker? Yeah, that one's still a stinker. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that was my first, my first episode with you. And it was. Why did I come back? You didn't tell me it got no listens. You know, I didn't tell you too late. I already had like three four stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that episode earned a star. How is it not doing that well? Man, that's that's it's Morbin time. All right, no, it's it's cor it's Coruscantin time. Uh the the Yuzan Vaughn. They were like this alien race that invaded Coruscant at one point. They killed billions of people. I mean there's trillions on the planet, so like Drop in the bucket. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, they terraformed it into a jungle. So that, that sounds like really cool. Like Coruscant, but like as a jungle. like a, It's like some like Walking Dead type stuff where like this giant city like Atlanta or whatever has like trees growing in it because like humans are all dead. Like that's what it feels like to me. Um, and then they renamed it Yuzan Tar. Uh, alien language. Um and then at one point, a living planet pulls up, blows up, pulls up. I guess I, when I wrote my notes, I just it was using slang like that. Living planet, Eagle, the living planet, just pulls up, 
and uh, screws up the orbit. And then there's like volcanoes that start erupting because the orbit's all screwed up. Legends. Um, yeah. There's more like future with all these books that happen in the future that I've read. There's something called the Galactic Alliance, something called the New Galactic Empire, something called the Galactic Triumvirate. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a bunch of other stuff in, in Legends, but um, as we get into like canon sequels, it's not really talked about in the sequel material. It feels there's like a like a couple snippets, so they did have some sort of representation in the Senate. Um, there were senators that believed in the mil- militarization of the Republic, um, and then they eventually helped form the First Order. So like Coruscant kind of stayed Empire aligned and. I guess Sith aligned and kind of partially joined the first order. I'm kind of fuzzy on how that works, but, um, and then during the, the war, the sequel trilogy, Coruscant's kind of like scum and villainy planet. It's like under the control of crime syndicates and gangs, which kind of makes it a perfect opportunity for the Mandalorian. Honestly, like if we want to go to Coruscant and it's just overrun by like, like a crime syndicate, like maybe that's both, Book of Boba Fett season two, like him taking over Coruscant, that would be, I mean, I guess Book of Boba Fett season one was him taking over Tatooine or town on Tatooine, but yeah, I'd like to see some Coruscant crime action. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. All right. That's the history. That's the long section. I can rattle off the rest of this now. Get that skinny. Um, Big locations. There was something called Monument Plaza, which was like the last remaining natural preserve on Coruscant which I found that really cool. It gets a spotlight in some of the High Republic books, like the Chancellor at the time just like hangs out there because uh, the rest of the planet is just this cityscape. So like you go up there, look at the mountain and then most of the mountains are like taller than, or like most of the buildings are taller than the mountains. So it's like, you don't feel like you're at the top of a mountain. It sounds kind of trippy, but um, yeah, that's Monument Plaza. Uh, the, the city blocks, you got... Oh, I have the exact number, 5,127 levels. Uh, there were cannibals. <laughs> That's what was on the lower levels, not giant rats. Um, there were cannibals uh, called the Cthan. Sounds like a, like Cthulhu or something, but <laughs> those were in the... Uh, it was like a Darth Maul prequel book in like Darth Maul's hunting a Jedi or some informant or something and you're following that character and you're getting hunted by Darth Maul and you're like going through the sewers of Coruscant and there's like these cannibals trying to eat you. Well, not eat you. You're reading a book. It's not a video game, but like I, I like to put myself in the shoes of, of the character that I'm reading. So right. that's why I say like it, it was a relatable character if I remember right. I don't remember the dude's name, but like it's like, yeah, he didn't have the forest. He was just running. Uh, oh, the okay. So you got these super tall buildings. The foundations for that must be like super deep into the ground because otherwise it would all blow over right like yeah man five thousand levels that's insane um then you got the jedi temple senate building you got padme's apartment building it was called like 500 republica actually she didn't live there but like other senators did you see it in phantom menace and um rogue one and a couple things but then you got dex's diner in coco town which is kind of like kind of like a little shopping center i think like diners and kind of like uh 
facility where Darth Vader's suit was created. You got a prison, which we see in the Clone Wars. Um, you got Separatist prisoners breaking out of there. You got the Outlanders Club, where you want to buy some death sticks. And then mm-hmm. you got the the works, which was like an industrial section, of course, on where like a lot of people didn't live, but like a lot of industry happened there. Um, that's where Palpatine like hanged out, hanged out, hung out. That's where he hung out and trained Maul. We see it in at the end of Attack of the Clones when it's revealed that Dooku was working with Palpatine all along, and he says, "Good work, Lord Tyrannus." And that's where they are. They're in the works. That's where he uh, conducted his Sith business um, during the prequels. No, I... so, all right. So that was locations. <laughs> Fun facts. I don't need to run through all these. Uh, there's a game show. I'm just going to run through them. There's a game show called Coruscant, Coruscant's Got Talent, and the Imperial Storm Snowtroopers were big fans of it. Their armor's chest plate played episodes for them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was from, like, a Lego game or something, uh, but somebody put it on, on Wikipedia. Um, I have a riddle for you as well. What is the rarest resource on Coruscant? Oh, water. Uh, according to, to Wikipedia, it's the sky because you can't see it because the buildings are too high. But I'm sure there's not a lot of water either. Oh, that's good. Uh, traffic accidents were extremely rare because they had like these droids that had pre-programmed routes. But like, there's probably still accidents sometimes. Like we, we saw one in uh, Attack of the Clones, but most of the buildings were like heavily shielded in case of an accident. Uh, the air was, as you'd expect, heavily polluted. Uh, most visitors brought their own air to avoid breathing in the toxic fumes. Ah. Um, so, bring BYOA. <laughs> BYOA. <laughs> they had orbital mirrors, like in orbit, giant mirrors that would direct sunlight or starlight. Um, not away from Coruscant, which you'd expect like with the global warming probably happening with all the people breathing. Uh, but no, they were used. They were used to melt the polar ice caps faster, just, so that they could make more room for people. Um, and I think that's where they get their water too. But there's no way these ice caps are providing water for the whole planet. Like, that doesn't seem possible. Um, they had atmospheric damage, atmosphere health. So that's how they got out of all the carbon dioxide pollution, I guess. Some magic space dampener. Um, <laughs> Trillions of tons of waste, which they've got trillions of people. So just all the garbage and feces and all, they're launching it into space is what I'm, what I'm getting at. They, they just shoot it into space. Some garbage truck, space garbage truck picks it up and dumps it on like a garbage planet. We see a garbage planet in the Clone Wars. I don't know where you are in the Clone Wars, so I don't want to spoil anything. But it, it's, uh, it's do, you, do you remember seeing a garbage planet? Uh, no, it's been forever since I've watched anything from that. Okay. There's a character that, that we rediscover on a garbage planet. And if you know it, you know it. It was really, really fun. Um, there is a granite slug invest infestation on the lower levels. They were introduced to clean up the streets, uh, but then these slugs got out of control. So there's, uh, cannibals and slugs in the lower levels. Uh, Coruscant was almost destroyed by a super weapon shortly after episode one. Uh, the terrorist plot was foiled by Django Fett, Zam Wessel, and Yariel Poof. 
the big Q-tip Jedi looking guy. <laughs> I read that. I read that comic. I forget why I read that comic. I think it was when I was prepping like Book of Boba Fett. I was like reading all the Boba Fett comics, and Baby Boba Fett was in that. So I read the whole thing, and yeah, the Ariel Poof, and he died. Yeah. In, in the in the in the Legends comics, anyway, he's probably still kicking it again. Um, after forming the Empire, Palpatine buried a giant Star Destroyer beneath a mountain to use as a prison. Um, and he had these giant massive shield generators around it, which made lightning storms common on the planet. Which, again, the giant Star Destroyers under the surface of a planet, lightning storms. This is just Exegol from The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's what A I lot of things in The Rise of Skywalker, they're pulling from, they're pulling from the source material here. Yep. Rise Skywalker, not rising in the ranks for me yet, but it's canon yeah. legends. Yeah. Um, in, speaking of legends, uh, Vader's castle in canon is on Mustafar, but in in legends, uh, he, he had a castle on Coruscant. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't either. <laughs> now, now we do. Yep. Uh, Coruscant had a police force that you saw the droids and Coruscant guard just clone police they have firefighters which we saw put out half a ship in uh uh, revenge of the sith um and they had a health administration that cracked out cracked down on the sale and use of death sticks interesting coruscant galactic games which are the olympics and uh like the space olympics and palpatine almost got assassinated there yeah, click that link to find out more. But Space Olympics. Um, and then my last fun fact here: um, there were no native creatures on Coruscant. I bet there were at one point, but they probably all died of the pollution or whatever. Uh, but with a lot of people from a lot of planets uh, bringing pets, like smuggling exotic an- animals onto the planet, like there was actually like a giant melting pot of animals on Coruscant, just like within the city. On the polar ice caps, they, they had wampas. Like you could probably find any any animal on Coruscant just because of like how insanely huge it is, and people be smuggling. People be smuggling. That should be in your bio on Twitter. People be smuggling. P B S. That's what PBS stands for. That's what PBS stands for. Figured it out. All right. We're, we're nearing the end. I probably should have started with this because this is really interesting and people probably have tuned out by now because this is a big honking episode. Uh, but the behind the scenes, why did Coruscant become what it is? In the early drafts of Star Wars, Alderaan was supposed to be the capital of the Empire, but it got rewritten to be Princess Leia's planet and it gets blown up and all that. But like, there was an idea that the Empire should have a capital. Duh. Like, of course it should. Um, they were going to show it in Return of the Jedi and call it had Abaddon and it was going to be like a city planet like Coruscant ended up being but it got cut because it didn't have the the technology that created a giant city planet in 1983 um, where they, they actually were able to do it for the, the prequels with uh, CG and green screen and all that yeah um, but so this idea of a city planet was always like like People would hear George Lucas talk about, oh, yeah, yeah, he's on a city, on a city planet. And people kind of just took that and ran with it. Like people that were writing the books, the dude that wrote the, Thon- the Thrawn trilogy, Timothy Zahn, 
Um, he, he named it Coruscant. Like he put it in those books. He's like, yeah, I'm going to use the city planet and I'm going to give it a name. Um, there's a quote for him. It says, I did not invent the planet. George Lucas had invented it a long time ago. When I was starting the Thrawn trilogy, they told me to coordinate with the game, the West End games. Like, uh, like and I think that's like the D&D type stuff. Um, uh, like role-playing games. That's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. And had it as listed as the Imperial planet. And he didn't want to call it Imperial planet. So he gave the, the name Coruscant, which means glittering in some language, I think. So glittering. Um uh, apparently, when it came time to choose a name, people persuaded George to go with Coruscant. Um, and it was just from this book that this guy read, which, like, this, this guy wrote, like, George did not take everything from from books. Like, there was no, like, canon like there is today. There was just, like, yeah, there's George. George makes these movies. George makes the Clone Wars. And then, like, other people are writing these Legends books. Take them or leave them. Are they canon? Are they not? Who really knows? And people... That's like if you go to the legends page on Wikipedia, like there's like tiers of like continuity where if like George Lucas said it, then it's canon. But if it was written in a book and it hasn't been contradicted by anything, then that's also like it got really complicated. But like it was cool that George took that name from a book. He didn't have to take that name, and he and he did. So that's why we call it Coruscant today. That's pretty cool. That is all I got. Ah. Thank you for listening to the Star Wars Skinny. Uh, I was a poor podcast host, uh, and I asked my great guest, Ty, uh, what's coming up on his show. And I'm realizing I'm posting this after everything that he just said. So uh, I'm going to tell you what he's posted recently, and you're going to go and listen to him if you're interested. Uh, the first episode of Andor and uh, fifth episode of She-Hulk. I would guess that, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing he's talking about She-Hulk on Monday too. Marvel Mondays coming right up, so. Uh, please check out his show. You can follow him on Ty Nisley Podcast, or I think on Twitter it's like T Nisley. Yeah. yeah, you can find him. And he's got a podcast, and uh, I'm on it sometimes. <laughs> I'm gonna way. have you on. I'm gonna have you on a couple more times. We got to even it out. I've been over there like five times. Yeah. This is um, trip number two for you. Yeah. A couple of bangers too. We got with Terrace Ube. And Coruscant. Yeah. Doesn't Terrence get much Inube. better than that. <laughs> that, was, that was, I like, I enjoyed the Terrence Inube podcast. That was fun. Yep. Old Turtle Man. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Have, have a good dinner.